Welcome to Droughtcast, your go-to podcast for staying updated on the drought situation across England and Wales. We delve into the impacts of drought on both people and the environment. This show is proudly presented by CCW, the Consumer Council for Water. I'm your host, Jenny Sagate, and today is Monday, October 16th. At the moment, Tom Quee will be joined by Jamie Hannaford, Head of the Hydrological Status and Reporting Group at the UK Centre for Ecology and Hydrology. We'll be discussing how the weather has been and how it's looking in the future. After that, CCW's water resource expert, Karen Gibbs, will be in conversation with David Harris of Southwest Water. They'll discuss how Southwest Water addressed their drought challenges last year and also shed light on their future plans. So very pleased once more to be joined again by the lead of the Hydrological Status and Reporting Group at the UK Centre for Ecology and Hydrology, Jamie Hannaford. Jamie, welcome again back to Droughtcast. Hi, Tom. It's good to be back. Thank you. We were just talking off air. It's nice that the um, both the hydrological summary and the outlook have came out at the same time, just, just before us recording this episode. Often it's quite staggered. So, you know, what has the summary been telling us about September, you know, since we've last spoke? What, what has it been telling us about the weather uh, in that month? Yeah, so you're, you're right. It's good, good timing. So the hydrological summary was um, literally just been published yesterday. So that's the just to recap for, for listeners. The summary is were published every month and it looks at the sort of where things stood in the last month so it's looking at september looking at the status of river flows groundwater levels and reservoirs and so on and i think the interesting thing with september is very much a, a month of two halves as it were in that the first half as people might may remember was actually very warm and mostly very dry um it's actually the joint warmest september on on record sort of joint with 2006 uh, but the second half, there was a really big change. It was much more unsettled, so a lot more, a lot more rainfall. We had a named storm come come in. Um, so yeah, really wet in some places. And in fact, for the month as a whole, it was a, a pretty wet September. So uh, for the UK, about one hundred and thirty-one percent of average. And in some places in the north and west, even wetter. So bits of Northern Ireland and Scotland, we had sort of half as much of the usual rain, September rainfall again. So, yeah, really quite wet in some places in the in the north and west in September. But, yeah, that was that was sort of what it was showing in terms of rainfall. And as a result, as you may expect, river flows for September around the country were mostly sort of above normal, really. Um, and groundwater levels generally normal or above above normal in some places. The only real exception to that was down in uh, you know, localised parts of the east of England, bits of East Anglia, where there are some a few rivers that are below normal and um, yeah, groundwater levels in a really localised way, tracking slightly below normal. Looking forward, looking ahead then, I mean, you know, we've had quite a wet start to October. How's it boding? Sure. So that's the, the first thing to do is to, as I say, the set, you know, the, the hydrological summary really goes up to the end of September. And we've certainly seen some changes since then. Uh, you can look on the water resources portal to get much more up to date information, which um, I think it's updated to about the 10th of October. And what that shows is really right now we've got very much above normal flows across the northern, much of northern Britain in Scotland, especially. And in fact, um, it's actually been exceptionally wet in some parts of Scotland and there's been flooding, like, for example, in the it's, it's only sort of recently unfolded this week. So we've not done any analysis on it, but we certainly picked up that there have been some really quite remarkable high river flows on rivers like the River Tay. So there's been flooding in, in some localities in the north. Um, but but actually still a contrast between the north and the south and in parts of East Anglia and Kent, then um, 
river flows are sort of below normal at the moment. So that that sort of below normal localised area in October, that's sorry, in September, that's carried on into October so far. But looking ahead, if you want the, the outlook, yes, um, worth also, as we said, came out this week, earlier on this week. And the outlook is suggesting a quite similar picture, really, in that it's very much normal to above normal flows being the, the forecasts. Um, and and for groundwater levels as well, generally normal to above normal for this three month period, so October to December, uh, across most of the UK. Again, the only, the only exception there is a few places down in the uh, uh, again East East Anglia and Kent. The forecast is for probably below normal flows to continue um, into certainly through October. And in some parts of East Anglia, the suggestion that that will really probably last for the next three months. So generalising broadly. Yeah, certainly no kind of major concerns about water resources because most of, for most of the country, uh, normal to above normal flows and groundwater levels is the norm. But some yeah. pockets in eastern England where things are a bit below normal and probably also just worth saying that the reservoir levels in a few places down in the southwest of England that have been below uh, average for a long time, really going back to the drought of last year, they're still tracking below normal. So some kind of localised uh, vigilance needed, if you like, mm-hmm. but generally uh, a very healthy water resources picture. And if anything, the focus is really on flood risk, especially in uh, you know those parts of northern Britain where it's been really wet in late September and early October. Yeah, I mean the irony, right? I mean we call it drought cast, but it's uh, it, it it seems like there's just flooding is the risk at the moment. Flooding is absolutely, is- and and of course in the winter, you know, move we're now moving into the. Well, the winter half year, if you like, from sort of October onwards, when generally speaking, this is the time of year when flood risk is more of a concern. Obviously, as we've spoken about on previous um, drought casts, winter is also normally the time when you get all of the replenishment of reservoirs and groundwater levels as well. So hydrologically, it's a really can be a really important time of year for for droughts as well. Mm -hmm. But we're sort of generally going into that winter half year with sort of a healthy position, apart from in a, you know, I could say a very localised few areas uh, of the East. So generally moving into this type, this half year, um, yeah, in a good position, certainly some, uh, uh, you know, a tendency of there being more, con- I, would, I don't know, maybe concerns the, the wrong word, but certainly a more heightened and elevated flood risk right now looking ahead. Um, but not major concern for concerns for water resources. But again, it'll be really interesting to see, uh, track that through the winter and see how things unfold. Uh, normally, I think probably the next drought cast will be a, uh, an interesting one because once you get into November and December, that's when the skill of seasonal forecasts, i.e. how accurate they generally are, these longer term weather forecasts, they tend to be much more accurate in the in the winter. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of months what those winter forecasts show we're likely to have uh, through the December to February period in the UK. Yeah, obviously, we've just skimmed the surface of, of these reports. How do people get hold of them and, you know, dig deeper? Sure. So so all of the, the hydrological summaries and the outlooks are all sort of freely available on the on the UKCH website. And you can just search for hydrological summary or hydrological outlook and you should find them easily also i think we've you know we're happy to provide links for you for posting on on uh, social media or whatever and, and as i meant i mentioned that the water resources portal and i've mentioned it before because that's something that's very much more 
uh, very up to date and also allows people to really get into all the localized information. So again, if you search for water resources portal or hydrological outlooks portal, uh, you can get these much more interactive websites that allow you to really drill down uh, what all this data is showing and what the forecasts are showing for your particular catchment of interest. Well, terrific. Jamie, thanks again for coming on Stroudcast. Yeah, thank you very much, Tom, and I look forward to catching up next month. Thank you. While Droughtcast is clearly centred around drought, it's worth noting there are plenty of compelling reasons to conserve water year-round, drought or no drought. And if you're seeking tips or motivation to save water, we have just the podcast for you. It's called Waterfall, and each week features expert guests sharing the valuable insights on the importance of water conservation and sharing a wealth of practical advice. You can find Waterfall on all major podcast platforms. Now let's hear from our very own Karen Gibbs speaking to David Harris, Group Drought and Resilience Director for Southwest Water. We're joined today by David Harris, Southwest Water's Drought and Resilience Director. Welcome to Droughtcast, David. Thanks, Karen. Southwest Water was significantly impacted by the drought in 2022 and maintained restrictions on water use long after other companies had lifted theirs. Perhaps you could tell us, I mean, just how bad did things get in terms of the water resources situation? Yeah, well, look, I'm happy to say from the outset that all of our restrictions um, have been lifted. We lifted those restrictions in Cornwall and Devon on the 25th of September. But yeah, yes, like last year, um, we hadn't, uh, leading up to last year, we'd had 26 years without uh, having to impose um, any demand restrictions But our situation, you know, every water company uh, is different. Our situation is that we rely on surface water for 90% of our water supplies. And so 2022 was the hottest, driest weather on record as a result of climate change. It was the fourth driest summer in 130 years, and that really impacted our reservoir storage levels. So as a responsible water business, we um, took the decision back last year to protect our supplies and to ask our customers to be responsible in their water use to protect those supplies. And we also helped our customers out with some demand side actions um, as well. Look, unfortunately, winter and spring uh, this coming into this year were uh, pretty patchy, but Um, Through a combination of three things, the um, effort that our customers put in to responding to our water resource situation from the additional resources that we brought online since last year, and indeed 30% of the Cornwall resource improvement uh, is due to those additional sources that we brought online. And of course, we did have better rainfall this year than we did in 22. That's got us to a situation where we felt um, responsibly that we could lift those those restrictions um, and uh, that our water, given that our water resources um, had got back to a stable level. And what, what's the current water resources situation? Yeah, well, look, as I said, as a result of uh, our customers' efforts, um, our investments in additional uh, resources and the rainfall, um, we've been able to lift all of those restrictions Our storages um, overall are up uh, 33% on this time uh, from from this time last year, which is is really good. But, um, look, having said that we've uh, lifted those restrictions, I do just want to say that 
you know, water resources are a valuable uh, resource. And despite the lifting of um, the hosepipe bans, we really do want to um, urge residents, businesses and visitors to our region to use water responsibly going forward. I mean, with the likelihood that summers like 2022 are, are likely to be happening more frequently, what plans do the company have to help them become more, more resilient for the future? Yeah, well, last year definitely demonstrated to all of us um, the impacts of, of climate change, the, the incredibly hot year last year, and the very patchy weather that we've had since, you know, some some good rainfall months and very, very dry months. It's been up and down. And really, that is exactly um, what climate change uh, is all about. It's about longer dry periods. It's about more erratic um, rainfall. And we we do have a plan for that. We have to plan for that. Um, our water resource uh, management plan does set out um, a number of ways that we plan to deal with that going forward. I mean, we've got... You know, the two key pressures for us, I guess, looking forward in the longer term are um, climate change and population increase, you know, driving an increase in demand. So our plans cover both, as you'd expect, cover both supply side and demand side um, interventions. And already our plan's working. You know, we've um, already delivered about 25% more resourcing uh, in Cornwall and about 12% uh, in Devon. And by 2025, we're investing £125 million to increase those percentages to about 45% in Cornwall and about 30% in Devon. And and, and what are we planning uh, for that? Well, it's, it's, it's a range of things. We're planning some new storage schemes. So, for example, uh, the River Lid, uh, in Devon and um, also upgrading our main treatment works at Restormal uh, in, in uh, Cornwall. We're repurposing uh, naturalised quarries, so Hawks Tour, Blackpool Pit um, that uh, is coming online early next year. We're expanding our treated water network, so we've just constructed a new water treatment plant down in Porth near Newquay. And, of course, um, desalination, which is uh, we're pursuing because that's a climate-independent solution. It's a climate-independent source um, of water. We're also working um, uh, hand-in-hand with Wessex Water on a regional level. So um, our plan includes uh, commencing construction of Cheddar 2 Reservoir um, up in the Bristol area uh, by 2029, and we're also investing um, in in our water grid where we're going to build five new interconnectors which allow us to um, uh, move water around our regions much more so that we can balance out the risk of drought uh, across our regions. Um, th- there's quite a bit in what I've just said, but we're also uh, obviously got demand-side initiatives as well so we're tackling our own water use, we're fixing leaks, uh, and we've got a whole um, engagement scheme going with our customers, our Save Every Drop um, engagement scheme, where we're providing fixes, we're providing advice, we're providing um, water-saving devices for our customers 
so that they too can do, um, we're helping them to do their bit in the whole water resilience challenge. You mentioned um, earlier the use of desalination. Perhaps you can uh, just explain to us, you know, when you're expecting that to come online and and where that installation will be? Yeah, no, we are definitely, um, we're progressing well with our desalination plant. As I said before, we rely on uh, 90% 90 of our water supplies come from rivers uh, and we need climate independent sources here in the southwest. So with 860 miles of, uh, of coastline, desalination was an obvious choice for us in terms of um, a climate-independent source of water. So we're in the final uh, stages of our design for the location. It'll be down on the south coast uh, of Cornwall. Uh, So in the final uh, stages for for locating and uh, delivering that project, we're currently on track to have first water um, out of that desalination plant um, we hope in the first, uh, in the second quarter, sorry, of uh, calendar 2024, um, we'll be submitting shortly our environmental and uh, planning applications for that project. So that project obviously is subject to uh, all of the usual um, planning and environmental uh, restrictions and, and regulations and we're just about to um, to submit our documentation to, to regulators on that. So we're we're progressing uh, we're progressing rapidly, and um, that plant will be generating water for us, uh, as I indicated, um, you know, second quarter of next year. And you you seem confident that you can you can achieve that that sort of timescale. Yes, I am. We've worked very hard to uh, make this plant uh, a, a reality. Um, we've uh, done a lot of work, um, as required, by the way, uh, to support our environmental uh, and planning applications. Uh, and I think we're pretty well placed. We've, uh, we've signed up a, um, a provider of the plant itself. We're in uh, final stages, as I said, of design and uh, contracting someone to design uh, that and build that plant and then operate and maintain it uh, over a, the, the the long term. So we're we're getting very close and yes, we're we're confident uh, that the plant will um, uh, will deliver what it is that we're we're looking for, which is twenty megalitres a day uh, from that plant. And just to put that into context, that's about a quarter of the uh, annual average demand for Cornwall. So that's that's the sort of volume that that plant will be delivering for us. And, of course, it's climate independent and the beauty of it is we can turn that resource on and off uh, as we need to. In other words, you know, if we get really good rainfall, we may not need to run that plant for some time, but it's ready there to be turned on uh, in in case of lower um, rainfall or lower uh, water resources we can we can turn that plant on and we can we can keep the water flowing. Sounds like it's going to be a really interesting project and perhaps we can have you back when it's been delivered so that you can um, talk us through um, how, how the project went. Yep, no, I'd be very happy to do that or as, as we go ahead and deliver that plant, that'd be a great opportunity. That wraps up this edition of Droughtcast. A big thanks to all our guests. 
We'll be back in a month's time with the latest in drought news. Remember to subscribe to Droughtcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in.